This Pennzoil 400 DFS and Underdog Fantasy Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb We are closing out the week talking racing things. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. fresh off the heels of truck qualifying. Some exciting, exciting stuff happening in that last qualifying session. But now we are here to talk DFS and underdog for the weekend. Cody, man, I mean, if, if, if Las Vegas starts out this way, I'm, I'm here to tell you I am here for this weekend. I'm so excited for the rest of what's to come. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted this out already, but if you have an 80 to 1 outright and they're the fastest truck in qualifying and start at first place, I mean, again, he hasn't won the race yet. And I still think it's a little bit of a long shot for him to actually get it done. But to be holding that when he's he's that fast, uh, yeah, fucking love it. Let's go. Uh, Paul, for this truck race tonight, it's going to be good. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see qualifying. I was busy uh, with the family. And then I down on my phone and I see a tweet from, Bob Pachris that says Roger Kruth on the pole. And I'm like, holy shit, here we go. Starting Vegas off, right? Absolutely love to see it. Hey, I mean, listen, we we said it on the show that this, there's something special. There's something different about this right now. This this The way we see him, we saw him run in the last couple of races, even though we couldn't take the finishes away, we definitely could take the attitude and the passion and the aggression away from it. And sure enough, he's turned it into his first pole, right? So, I mean, that's exciting. What's also exciting is seeing the chat blow up before we even get going. Jeff Jester, or Jeff Jetter, rather, saying, let's go, boys. And then Walter in the chat, let's effing go, Las Vegas, baby. And Nathaniel Villa saying, let's go, stay out with the DFS picks. And DJ saying, hello, hello, DJ. Yeah, I mean, listen, we uh, we did some pretty good. We did good with the last couple of weeks of DFS and uh, and also our, our underdog picks. And we're just hoping to keep that momentum rolling as we go into Las Vegas because I'm here to tell you, I'm ready to win some more money with Underdog. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and Brian checking in too. Stay hot with the DFS picks. Walter checking in. He's got that uh, top five plus 750. Is that the one? I know you were on Raja as well. I think that's the one you gave out. So uh, we were both both in on Raja. So uh, whew, it'd, be, 
that'd be pretty great if he uh, shows up tonight. I believe we played him in our uh, fantasy game against the NASCAR betting preview show as well. So we did. Be, That's right. It would be real nice if that uh, if that worked out. No, I, I forgot. I mean, I forgot all about the fact that we ended up playing him. I, I love that. I'm telling you right now, guys, this is uh, this is so much fun. I, I'm already having fun this season, and we're not even into the third race yet, and this is already hitting mid-season form, so can't wait for that. Also can't wait to get to our DFS picks, which we will uh, here shortly. But, yeah, I mean, listen, so when we're talking about the race tonight, as far as the trucks are concerned, uh, we called out a lot of names, and most all of them are starting around the front, right? Raja Karuth on the pole. We got him to win a group. We got him to win outright. Eckes, unfortunately, he did qualify second, but he's got to go. What is he changing a fuel pump, right? Yeah, changing a fuel pump, I believe, is oh. what I saw. So, yeah, he'll be headed to the back, which keep in mind for DFS, and I just mentioned this in the Discord too, which is why you should be over there. But if you're planning to play him tonight, he'll still be scored from second place. Um, it's going to make him a pretty tough, you know, it's not impossible. He could still get up there, win the race. I still have an outright ticket on him, and I feel like he'll be there, but probably not going to get many laps led, going to make it tougher for him to hit. So, um, just keep that in mind because they don't, you know, your official starting position is where you're scored from in DraftKings, and technically he starts second. He just has to drop to the rear because of the the parts change. So uh, keep that in mind as you're crafting your fast lineups for the Truck Series tonight. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well then, uh, we've talked we've talked about it all week long. I think we've already exhausted everything. If you're here for just the DFS <laughs> show, uh, we will get to our our DFS picks for you uh here I in have, a second. Uh, oh you got a piece I have of news? two things rob Ooh, let's hear two it. things let's hear it. one quick piece of news Stuart haas is not going to appeal the penalty for the roof deflectors not too surprised by that um so you know whatever that's the penalty sticks minus 35 points driver and owner for both the 10 and the 41 cars um and then qualifying bets uh, are out for the cup series these were not out when we did the the cup series show on tuesday so here's some bonus bets. This is why you listen to all the shows. You get all the info. You get the Roger. If you didn't listen to the truck show, you're not holding the Roger Carruth 80 to 1 ticket to sweat tonight, which is sad. So you should listen to the truck show from now on. Uh, but I am going to take Christopher Bell. I mentioned him. Um, I did mention I would take him when the odds came out. I was hoping his odds would be a little longer. He's plus, seven, five, plus 575 on Caesars. I'm going to take him to win the poll and Tyler Reddick 9 to 1. Again, we don't fully know what these new Toyota bodies will do, but both of these guys were very good. Christopher Bell looked like Ryan Newman last year sitting on the pole so many times, and Tyler Reddick was good as well on the mile and a half. So uh, I do love both those guys. So those are our official Cup Series uh, bets that I am adding. Qualifying will take place tomorrow for the Cup Series. So, uh, yeah, but I wanted to, wanted to get those in there. Or today, if you're listening on Saturday, which uh, some of you will True. be, so which a lot of people probably will be. Uh, yeah, so so make sure you get those in now, and then uh, and then keep an eye on it. So, uh, all right, Cody. Well, shoot, man, I'm telling you, like I said, we'll set up the the race for you on the other side of this. If this is the only episode you listen to, we'll give you a quick race setup. Uh, but let's first do this for you. I want to. Oh, I want to play crickets. No, that's not what I want to do. I want to <laughs> press the button. Press the right button to get us to this tell you about underdog fantasy it's friday i am telling you right now we're we're in friday form <laughs> underdog fantasy we're going to tell you all about our favorite underdog fantasy plays here pretty soon for the entire slate on saturday maybe even give you a couple of a uh, rather sunday give you some maybe bonus saturday picks who knows but for sure we'll load you up with plenty of cup series underdog picks all you got to do is pick better or worse than the starting or the uh, re- <laughs> 
<laughs> Rod's going to make it through this read, I promise you, on a Friday. All you got to do is pick better or worse than the projected finishing position for your favorite driver and just sit back and watch the cash roll in. It's that simple. Plus, they got other sports as well, whether you like basketball, baseball, football when it's football season, uh, F1 as well. All sorts of ways for you to get involved on Underdog Fantasy, and you can also win up to 100x with those spicy plays, so keep an eye open for those. Sign up today with the promo code SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Again, visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Don't forget to register with our promo code RACESGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as that instant pick'em special. Must be 18 or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. SGP is also teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month. Well, the end of this month too. Five winners are going to receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGP and gift card. Sign up today using promo code Race SGPN, then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter for your chance to win. You know how in the broadcast world when uh, everything goes wrong and the teleprompter starts spitting out garbage and you basically are left sort of sitting there going, uh, I feel like that's what my Friday is like right now. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. We've all been there. We're all here right now. Uh, so, you know, that's, it's how it goes. <laughs> it is how it goes. Uh, all right. So again, we are, we sort of doing this for the, uh, Pennzoil 400, because as we know, when we do it on Friday, it doesn't give you a whole lot of opportunity to set those, uh, lineups for the, uh, for the Xfinity race. And obviously the trucks will be over. So, uh, this will be our, our DFS and underdog for the, uh, for this, uh, Pennzoil 400 which is 267 laps around this mile-and-a-half paved track for 400-and-a-half miles. Lap sled could be a big thing around here. We've seen... Will be. Will be a big thing. uh, Where we've seen drivers like last season in the fall, Kyle Larson, 133 laps led. If you didn't have Kyle Larson in your cash lineups, you weren't cashing. William Byron in the spring, 176 laps led. If you didn't have William Byron in your cash games weren't cashing in those lineups so we're going to identify those drivers who we think are going to dominate for sure and then of course as we always do fill out the rest of the card or the rest of the slate rather with some uh, some low price drivers and some mid-tier drivers so um cody outside of the lap sled what else are we kind of concentrating on as we build our lineups yeah well i think it's important you know the last couple of weeks we had super speedways you know place differential was kind of the biggest thing you wanted it's place differential and finishing position you got to shift your mindset when you get to this type of track because it is a lot different you've got to nail the guys who lead laps william byron led what 118 laps last year 176 laps it was a lot of laps that's all i know so you've got to nail the guy that does lead a bunch of laps like that uh whether it's one guy whether it's two guys every once in a while you'll see three guys this type of race but probably at least one probably two maybe um so that's that's kind of the biggest thing finishing position obviously matters a lot and then place differential as well less consequential you, you still want to get some in there but uh more so it's laps led and and at this type of track laps led and fast laps are going to walk hand in hand usually so your leader is probably going to be the fastest car most laps so he's going to be doubling up on getting fastest laps and leading laps uh it's it's a lot different than the the dfs we've played the last couple of weeks uh on the super speedways so 
keep that in mind when you make your builds. You're going to want it to, you know, before you don't really want to take the guys first and second because a lot of, you know, place differential that they're going to lose. Probably not as much of the case here. Those are going to be the guys that lead your laps. So uh, you will want to pay attention to that. Obviously, we're recording this before we know the starting lineup and have the full set of information. But these are the guys to keep an eye on. Um, these are the guys we're going to be watching, and, and you're going to find a way to play these guys uh, in different manners as you build your lineups this weekend uh, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, this is not a drop all the numbers in a hat and pick and see which yes, one comes no. out. This is not one of those races. We're not, we're not, we're not spinning the wheel this week to find out who we want to play. So no. uh, this is definitely a more more targeted on actually, you know, there there really is good ways to attack this. There really is. Uh, old-fashioned football. Justin checking in. Hey, gents. And then uh, Walter oh. wants to know about tonight. Is the win going to play a role? Uh, I look like I thought they were in Nebraska, right? Well, until I saw the palm trees, then I realized they weren't in Nebraska. But saw that wind, my goodness! It's like it's like that right now. It's like that basically nonstop in Nebraska. It's the windiest place in the world. Uh, the wind is crazy in Vegas. I think it will. I mean, think about driving down the highway and there's it's windy, right? It's hard to drive your car going seventy. Uh, <laughs> now add add a little more speed, right? So I, I think it could play a factor for sure. I think it's gonna challenge the handling on these trucks um i didn't honestly i didn't see any of qualifying i barely caught much of practice so i didn't really see how it was affecting them uh, as far as that went tonight but i would imagine it will play somewhat of a role a lot like uh the drivers in bahrain this weekend getting tossed around in their cars so um all right cody well then i think it's time to go ahead and lay out our uh, our picks for this uh this uh, DraftKings fantasy lineups here. What do we got going first? Yeah. What are the high price drivers? I, I think so. Well, Keith was checking in here. Says Chastain, baby. I couldn't agree more, Keith. So for my high price driver, we're going to go down to Ross Chastain. Uh, you got to scroll down a little bit, right? He's, uh, you know, so Kyle Larson sitting at the top of this, 11,000. 11, uh, Denny Hamlin at 10.7. Byron, 10.5. Got to go all the way down to get to Ross Ch Chastain at 9,100. Borderline, he could have been my mid-price driver rod but i'm putting ross in here you know william byron definitely a guy i've got circled towards the top as well i'll go ahead and throw that out there i gave him out to win this race right led a ton of laps uh, last year so I, I think that you're gonna have to play your byron or larson again watch watch practice see how it goes but i wanted to make sure we pointed out ross chastain here because he is being a little bit disrespected 9100 kind of sitting there a lot of people are going to click two of those top guys like a larson or byron and skip right over chastain don't do that because you're going to want to um, play a guy like Ross Chastain. So you look back, you know, top five, three of the last four races here. Again, we've had four races here in this next-gen car. He's had four races with Trackhouse, and three of the four he's been in the top five. So he's getting you the good, solid finishes at the end of the day. Um, and then like Ryan over at iFantasy Race pointed out, you know, he was seventh place with four laps to go last spring. Late caution, um, and he ends up finishing. Well, actually, he finished in seventh. He was top five before that. Um, and, and ended up in seventh. So he's got an average speed rank of third best per iFantasy race at 5.5 over on uh, the iFantasy race charts. And Ross Chastain's just been really good. You know, looking back over the last couple of seasons on these intermediates, these mile and a halfs, um, he's been a very, very solid driver. So I think he's a good high, higher price driver to, to tackle um, without going too high. And I think he's going to be a guy that's a little bit slept on kind of going in this weekend. We talked about that, right? His outright was 16-1, to 1, I think we gave it out, on the podcast on Tuesday. So um, he's definitely a guy I've got circled. 
uh, Ross Chastain, 9,100 over on DraftKings. Love it, love it. Uh, Want to say what's up, though, to Brian Twining. Brian, you are live in Las Vegas. I Oh, shit. He like, is. Are you going to be there on Sunday? Well, As, uh, he'll be there on Sunday. Ross, yeah, we're Ross both going to be there Sunday. Yeah, yeah we're, we're there. Get, get hooked up out there for sure. Well, we've already we've already been talking behind the scenes. We knew this oh, uh, beautiful. last week. It. We already knew. So we're, we're, we're working out the logistics of meeting up uh, yeah. at the track on Sunday. So lots, lots of moving parts, but it involves me driving a very, very long time to get there so uh i love it i like i said brian i wish i was there with you right now but uh, i know that uh, i will be there very soon um all right so my first driver is uh surprise surprise kyle bush home track right home cooking he's ninety seven hundred dollars i'm surprised though that he's not one of the highest uh price drivers in this as well you you just got to take a look back at what kyle bush just put aside the fact that this is his home track and that he really only does have one win in this but it's very very rare for him to have a bad day even in dfs wise uh finishing wise for sure but dfs also if you put it on top of it so look back at his last few finishes all right in the spring of 2021 third place in the fall of 2021 third place in the spring of 2022 fourth place in the fall of 2022 third place in the spring of 2023 14th but again he was just getting used to being in that eight car and then in the fall of 2023 he was in third place now let's look at the starting positions from where he came from um in the spring of 2021 14th to third there's place differential there is a good finishing position that is what you're after uh in this fall of 2021 he started 10th finished third not bad it's not the greatest of, of track differential but at least it's some and he led two laps right then in the spring of 2022, he started 37th, ended up fourth. <laughs> that is huge. And led 49 laps along the way. So that's even a bigger day for you as well. Then in the fall of 2023 or 2022, he started 18th, finished third. Kyle Bush can do great things in DFS on this. And for a $9,700 price tag, you're not paying $10,000 for him like you are with Kyle Larson or with Denny Hamlin. And of course, you know, people are going to have him because both of them because well one Kyle Larson is is the favorite to win this race by a large margin and then people see Denny Hamlin and go oh yeah Denny Hamlin's going to be good on this track where actually if you look at his track record it's not really as glowing as it's supposed to be but uh for Kyle Busch like I said a solid $9,700 investment even if he starts somewhere in the top 15 that dude's gonna finish in the top three so uh you, you just got to give it to him and and nod your head and and wave your cap and tip your waitress and say he's definitely going to be good here and you might as well just toss him in in at $9700 into your uh, into your fantasy lineups. Yeah, hard to argue Kyle Busch the guy that I really like this weekend. Uh, again, kind of a little bit on that cheaper price range, so I like that couple guys, Walter saying Seabell, uh Matt Miles also with the Seabell love. He's right in between those guys price. Uh he is 9500 um compared to, you know, Chastain's 91. Kyle's 97. I know Rod brought him up uh, as far as outrights, the guy that he likes. So definitely a guy you could look at as well, um, for sure. So uh, and the Ty Tiger chiming in. God damn, live every every day this week. Uh, effing love it. Yeah, we've been live for all five shows this week. We're going to be live a majority of shows going forward. Every now and then we have some scheduling conflicts where we'll have to record earlier or whatever and drop it out there. But again, get over to the YouTube page. Click the like, click the subscribe, hit that little bell up there. It'll let you know every time we're going live. You can jump on here. A ton of people interacting in the chat right now. Um, and sometimes you'll get bonus things, right? If you're listening to this one live, 
you're getting our talk about the series race before it happens tonight and and the poll picks for tomorrow's cup race whereas if you're catching us after all that obviously you miss those things which is okay too we like you listening no matter what but great opportunity uh to catch us live whenever you can so make sure you're subscribing to the youtube channel it's added value. All we're trying to do is add value to your life, whether it's by entertaining you through uh, us just talking back and forth or if it's giving you bonus on these live episodes. Uh, we, we, we're trying to ride that balance between you know, servicing the YouTube crowd and servicing the regular podcast crowd. It's a wild world we live in now, yeah. and it's just a hard thing to straddle. So, uh, all right, let's do this. Let's move on. And uh, we'll go to our, our mid-tier drivers. But before we do, I want to tell you about Hall of Fame Bets. We are brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player pops, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Cody, let's go into our mid-tier drivers. Who are we stepping down to? Yeah, well, Lynn checking in saying you're doing great juggling. We appreciate that vote of confidence. Look, I'm a big podcast guy. I listen to probably way more podcasts than I should. Uh, but we won't we won't give up the quality on the podcasts uh, by any means as well. Another reason we do these DFS shows you know, on a Friday rather than wait till Saturday night after the lineup's been set and you only have two hours to listen to it before the race that's that's fine you know there's there's some out there that do that that's great but we try to have this stuff out a little earlier which which helps everyone then get the get the time to listen when they can so we do love all of you listening on the podcast as well rod next up for me um i'm gonna go a little bit to the higher side of of the mid-tier uh because you know i spent i spent down on the top side so i could spend up on the on the mid side balancing it out alex bowman he's a guy you've got to have in lineups this week 8100 for alex bowman Look, we talked about it on the betting episode. Hendrick has won three of the last four races here at Las Vegas. Alex Bowman being one of those in the next-gen car. I believe it was, was it five of the last seven Hendricks won? Going back into the old car even, they've had it figured out here. Alex Bowman specifically has been good here. In the fall, got uh, caught up in a wreck. Things didn't quite go his way. He ends up in 35th. But last spring in this race, um, a third-place finish for Alex Bowman, a very strong run. You go back to 2022. Um, and let's see, he missed, oh, he missed the fall. Oh yeah. He missed the fall race here in 22 because he had uh concussion. I think it was. Yeah. It was yeah. the concussion at that so, point. So yeah. So he did miss that race. So he's gone three of the four, uh, got caught up in a wreck in the fall. So hard to measure that, but third place and first place in his other two starts. Um, so <laughs> pretty freaking strong. He's a guy that you kind of expect to be in that top five, top 10 range. Again, at 8,100, he doesn't need to be your lap leader, although he can do it, and he only led 16 laps the, the year that he won, but he's the type, he's really an earlier career Kevin Harvick where, you know, the closer and kind of there at the end and ready to snag that good finish at the end, and it's like, where'd Alex Bowman come from? You know, that's kind of what it was like with Kevin Harvick for, he got past that and was just dominating races for a while, but 
at one point, you know, the nickname, the closer came around because it was like, not really this hanging out. And then boom, all of a sudden, whoa, there's Kevin Harvick and he snags a late win or, or snags this or that. Bowman's on a two-year winless drought now. The last time he won was here at Las Vegas. So um, definitely, and you know, he's, he might be starting to feel a little pressure over there. That's a, a team's kind of been firing on, on all cylinders, right? So, and again, coming back from the injury last season, ready to have a flesh, a fresh slate, um, was doing really well early last season, kind of expecting that again from him this season. So love Alex Bowman. He's been very strong here at Las Vegas, um, 8,100 for Alex Bowman. And then even if you go back to, to his previous time, I mean, he's got a fifth and a sixth place finish here before in the old car. So he's been strong here uh, since he's been over at Hendrick, uh, love Bowman this week. And so does DJ Bowman saying fire to the Bowman yes. pick. And then Rye Cape, what's <laughs> gotta up, li- fellas? Gotta listen to DJ. DJ's been kicking everybody's ass in the DraftKings stuff. Yeah, he is. Lately, anyways. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I yeah, gotta go Rye, back. Yeah, I was, uh, with... Oh, what was that, Rod? I-, I was just saying I've got to go back and listen to the rest of the show. I started the show and then uh, uh, had, yes. to, had to bail out, but I definitely want to listen to the rest of that show. You were on last night with Rye. Yeah, we had a great time. Uh, Full Tank with Phil was on with us as well. Hanging out with Rye and, and Toronto over there. Um, those guys were great over in the NASCAR report. So make sure you go back and check that out. The link is in the uh, over in the Discord if you want to check that out. Uh, all right. I will go to the lower end of the mid-tier drivers, and that's Eric Jones at $7,400. Listen, if I read you off the, the stats from Las Vegas, you're going to go, Rod, you're stupid. Don't even worry about it, right? So I, I'm not going to read off the stats from Las Vegas. Because Why? Oh, yeah, we're wiping the slate perfectly clean for Eric Jones and that entire Legacy Motor Club stable because now they're all in Toyotas. So anything they did in a Chevy, never mind, right? I am looking now at what I saw over the last couple of weeks, not finishing position-wise because we're throwing all that out, but there is a certain confidence. And, I mean, listen, we said this about Raja Karuth over the course of the truck series. Look what that did for us. It put him on the pole. So I think I'm going to trust my gut on this one, too. Uh, just because I, I honestly feel like Eric Jones is is obviously the better driver in that stable between the two, uh, and maybe even between the three anymore. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Uh, but you know, again, it's it's a matter of uh, of Eric Jones just feeling a lot more comfortable. I think in this ride in particular, and maybe with this whole situation that Legacy's got going on. But I will say that that. At intermediate tracks, Eric Jones has not been a complete and total disaster. Uh, at Homestead last year to end the season, he started 19th, finished 14th. Um, he started 23rd at Vegas and finished 28th last year. 12th at Texas, finished 30th, a couple of rough weeks in there. Uh, but started 19th at Kansas and finished 3rd, right? Started 20th at Darlington, finished t- uh, 10th. 23rd in Nashville, he started, finished 8th. So really, we know that the, the driver talent is there and I think a top ten, he's not. I don't think he's going to get in the top five. Let's not let's not like crown him king yet. But I think a top ten is his ceiling for this one. And I think that's a really good DFS day for a guy who's priced at seventy one hundred dollars on those base points alone. Not to mention, depending on where he starts, because listen, I, I know that the qualifying is probably not going to be there for this legacy team nearly as much as it was uh, before, and and even. Yeah, who knows what we're going to see. Like you said, the Toyota bodies, we don't know what we're going to see yet. So maybe they qualify slow, but they find good race trim. So uh, like I said, I'm going to go out, trust my gut on Eric Jones to think that his talent can at least get him a top 10 finish. And at $7,100, I feel like that's a good investment. Yeah, I like it. I think Legacy is one of these teams we don't really know what we're getting this year, right? They've 
moved from Chevy over to Toyota. You know, Eric is back, but but John Hunter is a different driver in the camp as well. Um, they're supposedly going to be level one with Toyota, uh, whereas they were level three with Chevrolet. There's there's a lot of questions to be answered there, and kind of getting in early. You know, the uncertainty might scare some people away, which is a great reason for you to play them, right? Because if you get in while nobody's expecting it, maybe has a breakout type of race. And we saw Eric, I mean, go back to Auto Club a couple of years ago. He was like qualified third place, like third place in practice uh, early on in the next gen era. We know he's a supremely talented driver. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the play there. <sighs> Thank God, because I was going to uh, cry if you didn't. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, let's save folks some cap space on their lineups. Let's move down to the lower tier drivers. Cody, who are we saving money with here? Yeah, um, I I went down and, and I found Rod at fifty seven hundred. Zane Smith. I really really like playing Zane Smith this week. One of those reasons, kind of similar to Eric Jones, you don't really know what you're getting, right? This is a third car for Spire, so you know last year they had the seven with Lejoy and it was decent. Yeah, fifteenth to twenty fifth, somewhere in there on these mile and a halfs. Uh, and then the 77 car was kind of a trash car, to be honest, right? It wasn't great. Now they've got a third car. What are we getting here? But Rod, Zane Smith is a track house driver racing for Spire. We know he's in all the track house meetings. Is track house setting? That's something that's going to be really interesting to see because is track house involved in setting this car up? Because we just talked about Ross Chastain, you know, and Daniel Suarez has got to win again, super speedway. So it doesn't translate much, but we I talked about how good Ross Chastain is here. If Zane Smith has got some of that information, some of that setup in his car, uh, that could be a really good thing for a guy at 5,700, right? Cause he is a pseudo teammate to a guy like Ross Chastain. He's a rookie in the cup series. We've not seen a ton of starts from him. He's got a few starts and he's looked okay in those. He's been good at Vegas in the past in the trucks. He finished second place to Kyle Busch last year. Um, I think he's starting up near the front in the truck race tonight. So he's going to have more practice laps on the track this evening in the truck series. He's got two six places and a seventh place in a couple of other starts here. Uh, I did get in a couple of wrecks in, in a couple of races as well and didn't have the best results, but at 5,700, uh, I would say it's unlikely he qualifies that well. So he'll probably be, you know, somewhere farther back in the field, which is kind of what you want, but I think he's got top 15 upside in him, And for a guy that cheap, that could really make a big difference for you in, in a lineup like that. And again, a lot of uncertainty there. We don't really know what we're getting. I think a lot of people might not be looking towards him. Could be a little bit of a different type of play. Maybe he hits, and, and maybe it is a full-on just track house car, and all of a sudden, St. Smith's knocking on the door of a top 10 at 5,700. You might not get that again if that's the case. I, I don't know that I would go that far, but I think he's a solid, smart driver. Um, we, we've seen that in the past where you know he, he can get his equipment there to the end. Um, and I think we can have a, a strong, maybe top 15, top 20 run for Zane Smith. I think that'll be good enough for him to cash um, as far as DFS goes. Well, and at his price, $5,700, a top 20 is a, a fine finish for him, especially if he has some fast laps along the way. Doubt he'll lead laps. It would take strategy for that to happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you're looking for a pretty decent differential size and really just not to lose you points because now we're at the point where we're at tracks where you don't want the low price drivers to lose you points. That's the only thing that you're, you're hoping against is them to lose you points. And I'm with you on that one. And at $6,100, I think I'll take Josh Berry, uh, another uh, lower series person moving up now. And really, this is all about the four car. I mean, this is all about him being in that. He did have one start on this track, filling in for Chase Elliott. 
uh, back in 2023 in the spring. He went from a 32nd to a 29th place finish, which means he didn't lose you points. That was the super important part of, of rostering Josh Berry in that race. And in fact, I think we even talked about that too when uh, when we were talking about it in the spring where we were like, oh yeah, hey, Josh Berry's filling in for Chase Elliott. Probably a good uh, DFS play for you because he's probably not going to lose you any points. So you might as well go ahead and load him in there. And I'm probably sure he was like $5,300 that day. Um, but his price hasn't really improved that much. And here we are talking about a guy that we're just hoping not is going to lose you points. $6,100. Okay, that's almost $1,000. That's a $900 increase, I'm sure. Uh, but for a guy like Josh Berry, who, again, in the Xfinity series, we know uh, was was very, very good uh, all over the place. He had six starts, two wins, four top fives, and five top tens, right? The only guy only finished one time outside of the top ten in the Xfinity series. Of course, he was in junior motorsports equipment, not Stuart Haas. But, uh, again, we know that the talent is there for him to score a decent finish in the Cup Series. So if we're talking about, you know, a top 20 for Josh Berry as well, I feel like that's a good thing, a, a top 15, because surprisingly, Stuart Haas was looking okay, right? They, they actually look like they might be not as laughable as we thought they would be, but we'll see on a mile and a half. We can't take the we'll finishes see. away. We'll see, Rob. That was super speedway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but still, I, I think Josh Berry has the capability of, of doing a decent return on a $6,100 price tag. So give me him as my low price driver. James talking about Cody beers at Chili's are coming. Corey's going to get that win. Was it burn rubber praise, rub praise Bubba? Oh, I like that. Two weeks still racing. Yeah. James, uh, I don't remember where he hit me up at. Maybe it was over on Facebook or something, but he was like, I can't, I can't believe you're in, in Lincoln. He lives here in Lincoln too. So, uh, yeah, we got, he's, he promised beers at Chili's when Corey LaJoy wins. So, We've got that open date set, uh, and yeah, and I'm going to be. I'm definitely getting out to Eagle a few times this year and uh, some other tracks. So maybe I'll run into James at one of those. Uh, Matt also asking about Todd Gilliland. Another perk of the YouTube side of things, right? You can ask us questions while we're recording live. Um, Gilliland's at 5,900. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to be sort of a popular punt play this week. He's led more laps than anyone else in the Cup Series this year, Rod even though it doesn't matter because it was on super speedways. Um, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think practice and qualifying will be a big show, right? Questions on the dark horse as well over for the Ford side of things and how that new car is. Ford kind of struggled the most out of the three on mile and a half last year. Um, so we'll see. And and they're supposedly a tier one Ford partner now, maybe, I think. I don't know. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what they look like. And you know, if they're really fast in, in qualifying or practice, then maybe he ends up being a solid play. I don't think he's going to be popular, but popular is not always bad if it hits, right? Well, and in a cash game, I don't know that I'd want to touch him. He might be a, a GPP player, double up play. That that may be where I'd tackle a Todd Gilliland, but I, I don't know in tournaments that I'd want, especially like you said, he's probably going to be a popular play because people go, oh, look, he led a lot of laps. So definitely don't want to do that. I want to differentiate. I don't think a lot of people will be on Josh Berry. So that's a that's a good play for me. So. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, let's move on to our underdog plays. We're each going to give you three underdog plays as well. As you know, last week in Atlanta, all six hit. I, I, like I said, I don't normally pat ourselves on the back. Cody likes to pat ourselves on the back. I, I, oh, I, do, I do it enough for both of us. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I tend to not, but that's a, that's a pretty cool accomplishment. And I'm actually pretty proud of us hitting six for six. So hopefully we keep that trend rolling and, uh, and have a good week this weekend. So 
No chaos of super speedways. Now we have some cold hard facts to back it up. So, Cody, where are we starting with our underdog plays? Yeah, well, uh, let's go back to, to James here and uh, burn Rubba praise Bubba. That's right. Underdogs got him at 11.5. I'm going to take the better then for Bubba Wallace on 11.5. Um, go back to the spring race here last year. Fourth place finish. 15th place in the fall, just outside of that. Um, he led 111 laps last fall at Texas. 2311 has been very, very solid on the uh, super speedway, or not the super speed. I'm still in super speedway mode here, Rod. They've been solid on these mile and a half, these intermediate tracks. We expect that to happen again. Um, so, yeah, he led 111 laps at Texas. He finished third that day. He was running third at Kansas in the fall before he blew a tire. He was fourth at the first Kansas race. 2311's been good. Toyota's been good. Again, there's a little bit of questions with the body, but I'm not too concerned about that. I, I think it's far-fetched to think that these teams are going to be drastically worse all of a sudden because they changed the body, right? I think they're at least trying to improve. So uh, you would hope that that's going to be the case with these manufacturers. So not looking too much into that, but uh, love Bubba Wallace to be better than 11.5 uh, over an underdog. He just has to get to the top 11 before he doesn't have to get in the top 10. Um, and I think that it's highly possible. I think he's kind of a live dog to maybe even win this race this week. He's been really strong on the mile and a half. I think that's going to continue this weekend at Vegas. Yeah, again, for Bubba Wallace, it's just one of those things where I've seen a switch turn in him, and it's it's you know more than just him having a chip on his shoulder. I love the the approach that he had to Daytona, right? Getting out there was a week before, a couple weeks before, just to calm down, just to get in the right mindset. And look, driver maturity is huge. I mean, I was watching that I Am Harvick show again, and it's just, you know, when you watch Kevin Harvick when he was a brash young pup, right, to, to now when he slowed down a little bit and let the whole thing kind of come to him, that's when all the success started to come is when he figured out, oh, yeah, I don't have to be this guy all the time. I can actually just drive this race car and good things will happen. Hopefully that's the same for Bubba Wallace. So I like your your take on that. Uh, let's take his owner. Let's take his, uh, his, his car owner, Denny Hamlin, right? Everybody's going to want to jump on the the better than train for Denny Hamlin because you think Denny Hamlin, you think top five finishes, right? Well, his number his uh his number set at seven and a half. I'm going to take the worst then, and this is me talking. You know when it's me talking, I I love better thans, Mister Mister Positive over here. <laughs> I know. Well, give me the give me the worst then in this situation. Look for Denny Hamlin. There was a stretch there where if I would have told you this, then you would have thought I was dumb, right? Between 2020 and the entire 2021 season, he had third place, fourth place, and he won this race. But since, he's only had one finish in four races, the last four races, that has been better than this number. In the fall of 2022, he finished 32nd, right? He had a drivetrain issue. He was leading. And look, he's led, he's led laps in every single race that he's been in since the, uh, the fall of 2020. So it's not as if he doesn't have a fast car. It's just he doesn't finish well. Uh, the only finish that he had that was inside of the the seven and a half number is uh, the 2022 fall race when he finished fifth after starting 31st. Uh, but since then, last year, he finished 11th and he finished 10th, even though he led 10 laps and 23 laps. His average finish here is 10.5 since February of 2021. Granted, he's led the second most laps in that span as well. It's just, again, he doesn't know. I, I don't know what it is about the, the track the last year and a half or so, but he hasn't been able to, to figure it out. And really, if you go back to it, his average finish on intermediate tracks in general, 12.3. Last year at Homestead, he finished 30th. 
Vegas again, 10th. 5th at Texas, 2nd at Kansas, okay. 25th at Darlington. 3rd at Nashville, 35th at Charlotte, 12th at Darlington. Like, last season was just a mixed bag of results. He did win Kansas in 2023, but an 11th place to start out at Kansas as well. So, again, I don't think Denny Hamlin is a poor driver. I just don't think he's going to get inside of the top seven this week. So, give me a Denny Hamlin worse than seven and a half. I, hard to argue with that. It's It feels weird to fade Denny Hamlin a little bit, but the numbers kind of say to it at this track, which is, again, strange, but... Uh, Again, not, not going to argue with you. All right. Where are we going next? I would like to say the trucks, truck lines are starting to pop back up post-practice and qualifying here, Rod. Uh, Superbook has got them up. Roger Carruth now 20 to 1. Oof. I think they call that a good closing line value that we got there at the 80 to 1 earlier in the week. So I uh, do like to see that. Next up for me, um, I'm going to stick with the, the 2311 camp. I'm going to go over to Bubba Wallace's teammate, Tyler Reddick. They've got him at 9.0 finish over on underdog. Absolutely love the better than on this for Tyler Reddick as well. Look, Tyler Reddick's my guy this season. Uh, it's been no shock if, if you've listened throughout the offseason. He's my championship pick. Love his win total. Uh, everything about Tyler Reddick. The Rod, much like his teammate Bubba Wallace, he's been very good. If not, well, he's been better than Bubba Wallace even on these mile and a half tracks. He's been extremely fast. Finished eighth place here in the fall, so he did finish better than. 15th place in the spring. He was still getting new to Toyota to 2311, kind of working his way in. Um, but, you know, fifth place at Charlotte in the summertime, led 28 laps that day. Second place at Pocono, a little bit of a stretch, but still a, a big, um, you know, a, a bigger intermediate track if you want to go that way. He should have won the race at Michigan, um, was running second place basically all day. Tire didn't get fully put on last pit stop, caused some bad finish. Goes on to win Kansas in the fall. Um, and then if you go back and you look at uh, other races in Texas, he was uh, in fall of 2022, he was uh, sixth place, and then he was seventh place in the spring, led 32 laps as well in that fall race. So, you know, th uh, three for four, finishing better than at this track um, in this next-gen era, and he's been really strong as well. You know, that team basically has been very strong on the mile-and-a-halves, on Vegas here in particular. So love Tyler Reddick this weekend at better than 9.0. I love it. You know, I love me some uh, 2311 in the 45 car, so I'll be cheering for him as well. And again, yeah, top top 10 finish really inside of the top 10 is is pretty much within the realm of possibility for a guy like Reddick. Speaking of that, I will, uh, okay, I'm done being negative. I will now turn my attention back to the positive where I will turn my attention to William Byron. His number is set at seven and a half, his finishing position. I'll take better then in this instance. Whereas I was giving you Denny Hamlin's last four finishes being worse than the seven and a half. Well, William Byron's has actually been better than uh, in in his last four. Three of his last four have been that way. He had a fifth place finish in the in the spring of 2022, a 13th place finish in the fall of 2022. He did start third in that race, but could not get it done. Uh, he won this race last season and then finished seventh in the fall race in Las Vegas overall. And look, here's the thing about William Byron. His intermediates have been fantastic last season. Go back, fourth place at Homestead, seventh at Vegas, first at Texas. He had a bad rough go at the second Kansas with 15th, but fourth at Darlington, sixth at Nashville, second at Charlotte, first at Darlington, third in Kansas, one, one Las Vegas. That dude was inside of the top seven in all of those except for one 
and that's a lot of intermediate track races last season for for William Byron. So he got it done. Obviously, won the most races in the entire series last last season last week. That's a lot of racing to do in one week. But uh, he had the most wins last season, and and for good reason. I mean, he's fast. Obviously, Hendrick Motorsports dominates this entire track. They finished one, two, three. They had four inside of the top ten a couple of races ago. It's just William Byron's going to get this done. I don't know that he'll win this race, but I'm pretty sure he'll get inside at least the top five, which puts him way better than seven and a half. Yeah, I can't believe they've got his number set at seven and a half. That seems like a mistake. Why Why is it so low, Rod? I mean, he dominated this race last year, won it. Uh, he's the second favorite to win the race this, this weekend. Uh, this line really is shocking to me. Uh, so I absolutely agree with you and love better than 7.5 on Byron. I mean, honestly... Probably still taking this if it's four and a half, but seven and a half. Like, thank you for the gift, Jinderdog. We appreciate it. So get over there and, and get that played. Last one for me, Rod. Uh, going back to the watermelon man, Ross Chastain. Um, I didn't really want to double up twice on guy in, in the DFS side and the underdog side, but 10.5 for Ross Chastain? Come on. How do I not? I mean, he's four for four in the next gen era, easily getting inside of this. Three of those times he's been in the top five. I talked to him up earlier for the DFS side of it. He's been strong on the mile and a half. Been really good here at Vegas. So I, I could not in good conscience leave this off of my card uh, for the underdog side of things. 10.5, another one where it's like, what are we doing here, fellas? I, I don't quite understand it. But again, thanks, underdog. Love it. So uh, yeah, give me give me the watermelon man, Ross Chastain, to finish better than 10.5. Well, again, we've we talked about Ross Chastain, especially on the betting episodes. So you might want to go over there and talk about him or and listen to that as well. Because, yeah, we definitely think he's going to get it done uh, on this uh, particular track and in this uh, race. Oh, uh, Rye jumping in saying Kyle Busch at plus 110. Oh, look at that. Uh, tr truck series tonight. Yes. So, uh, he's, he's reopened to plus money. Yes. Oh, man, he's, I don't know. He's, you might want to just go bet him. Well, what did I say? <laughs> I said, if not Kyle, right, you probably should just go ahead and toss something on yeah. Kyle if you're going to do that. But, um, yeah. I think it it's, may be a good bet. Yeah, he's starting fourth, so you know he wasn't. Uh, he's not going to just kill everyone from the drop of the green, but might not take him long to get up to. Well, and he'll. Well, I guess he'll still start fourth because I think they just slide the line forward. So yeah, I think technically the fifth place guy will move up to third. But yeah, oh well. We'll see how that works <laughs> for. Him. However, they wait. He's starting fourth, so he will move up. To, I was gonna say he's he's going to be on the, the front row then because Ekis is going to the back, so Kyle will slide to to second. Oh, so, that's yeah. deadly. <laughs> Never mind. So then. he might he might just kill everyone from the drop of the green flag. I can't wait to see that. That's very, very close uh, to us. Uh, all right, my last one. I'm going to take Martin Truex Jr. His number is set at nine and a half. I'm taking the better then in this instance. Again, happy, happy Rod is back. Uh, positive Rod is back. Better than nine and a half. That, this is one that you'll probably sleep on because you'll think to yourself, oh, Martin Truex Jr. is not going to do well, right? And then you think that every single season – and he pops up with a better than nine and a half place finish every year since the fall of 2020. And in fact, uh, you even have to go all the way back. There's only one race outside of the 2016 season in which he has not finished better than nine and a half. Let me go all the way back. Turn turn the dial all the way back to 2017 where he won this race. And then in 2018, he finished fourth. And in the fall of 2018, he finished third. Then the spring of 2019, eighth. Then first, then twentieth. That's the one that he fell outside of it. Uh, but he did he did start second in that, which means he had speed. But after that, 
fourth, sixth, fourth, eighth, seventh, seventh, ninth. And let's just get it, let's just put this in context too. It's not as if Martin Truex Jr. had jumped out to a fantastic start to the season in any, all of these, but he did manage to finish within the top nine in all of those races. So it doesn't matter what kind of season Martin Truex Jr. starts with or even has through the course of it. Whatever happens, Vegas cranks it up for him. And what happens in Vegas, well, stays in Vegas in some cases because he goes back the next week and has a bad week. But at least he has fun in Vegas. At least he does well in Las Vegas. I don't know what it is about that track, but you can look at all these other tracks that he's been on and uh, and look back and go, oh, my God. In fact, take a look at Homestead last year, right? 29th. But he had a ninth place in Vegas the week before. 17th, 36th, 18th. But he did have a second in Nashville, third in Charlotte, 31st at Darlington, 8th at Kansas, 7th at Vegas, 6th at Homestead, 7th uh, in Vegas the year before. So I'm telling you right now, it's it's Martin Truex Jr. may feel yucky, but the one thing he can do is finish inside of the top nine uh, at Las Vegas. Yeah, I I think I think it was Seth on the back road this week that said uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for the money you win or something like that. So shout out to Seth, that was a great line. I, I probably didn't line. give it the full the full due of what he said, but it was it was great. So go check that out check out the back road. But yeah, again, this is the one that kind of feels a little icky, and it's like, uh, but then he just shows up and keeps doing it time and time again. So uh, hard to argue against that. Again, the numbers really speak to it, and. These are the types of tracks where the numbers really make a difference. So, uh, yeah, hard to argue with you on the Truex side of things there. I mean, again, I think I used this analogy last year. If somebody hits you on the head, if somebody wears up and hits you on the head 10 times in a row, are you going to duck the 11th time? I mean, it, it, it just you, at some point you just got to concede the fact that it's going to happen. This is not going to be the time where they don't bonk you in the head because <laughs> it's happened 10 times before. So it's, it's a great point. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I use that same logic with my daughters and they just stare at me blankly. So, uh, and then I bonk them in the head. Uh, no, no child abuse here. Whatever you guys get out of here. It's Friday. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's recap these, these DFS and underdog picks for this Pennzoil 400. Cody started you out with Ross Chastain at $9,100 for his high price driver. I gave you Kyle Busch at $9,700 for my high price driver. And then Cody gave you Alex Bowman at 8100 I gave you Eric Jones at 7400 Cody dropped down to Zane Smith at $5,700. I notched it up a little bit to Josh Berry at 6100 And then for our underdog picks, Cody gave you Bubba Wallace better than 11 and a half finishing position. I gave you Denny Hamlin worse than 7 and a half. Cody gave you Tyler Reddick better than 9. I gave you William Byron better than 7 and a half. Cody gave you Ross Chastain better than 10 and a half. And I gave you Martin Trux Jr. better than nine and a half. Those are our plays. Go out there and hit them hard because uh, we want to see those winning uh, those winning screenshots at the end of the week. Yes, we do. We love them. We love those winning screenshots. Continue to get those done. Our Discord, the best compliment that anybody can ever give us is to put that winning ticket in the Discord. Yep. That way we can all celebrate it. Yeah, exactly. And we see a lot of them each week over on over on the Discord, so keep them coming. We absolutely love to see it. Uh, Rye pointing out that Kyle has dropped to 100 Moving on Superbook, lines. I think, but he's a plus 120 on Unibet if you have access to that. So, um, again, he might really be worth adding to your cards. So we'll leave that up to you, but uh, 
consider it at least. <laughs> Again, we move lines, man. That's that's just the way it is around this place. So jump on it now before you can. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the week. We have closed it out strong. Uh, we have enjoyed being with you live all week long. We'll look to do it again next week. Uh, I will. I'm going to be driving to Vegas, and I'm going to be driving late at night, so you guys can keep me awake. Uh, blow up my my Twitter and and keep me. I want those <laughs> notifications going strong all eight hours as I drive because uh, I'm going to need it. But it'll be fun, and uh, yeah, we'll just we'll keep talking to you all throughout the weekend on Discord and continue the conversation there. Yeah, have fun at the track, Rob. It's going to be a great time. Uh, excited to see see stuff from the track. So. Make sure you're following uh, all the socials and everything and in the Discord as well. Rod will be in all of that. So um, that being said, Rod, you can find me over on the X at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there. Got some underdog stuff uh, coming out the next couple of days for the Combine. Uh, you can you can do the, the fast, they're faster or slower is how they're labeling, which is great uh, for the 40 times for these guys. So I believe tomorrow is uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. So I'll have an article out for that offensive lineman on Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun, too. I think it's offensive and defensive lineman. Um, so be on the lookout for those articles coming out. Um, again, I'll post all that stuff over on, on the X at Husker underscore Z. You can find them all at sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well. So, uh, yeah, DJ says, thanks, guys. Have fun in Vegas, Rod. Couldn't agree more. Have a great time, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Let's go cash some tickets. Let's go cash some tickets, everybody. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Follow me on X in the meantime at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom everything I got going on, whether it's here, Spark, Sportsbook Review. I've got the uh, Pennzoil 400 up, and then, of course, Bahrain up as well. So uh, a lot of fun to be had. And then check out the back road. Seth and Elliot, like uh, Seth said, what stays in or what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for your winnings. Unless you put it back in there, then that's on you. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, we'll be back with the recap episode next week and a full other slate for you of NASCAR racing. We've enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride.